This is Brick Wall Cinema with your host, Chance the Riot. And on today's episode, we have Sergio with us talking about the 2007 classic, Superbad. So, Sergio, we got a couple of trailers out today. We got the Spaceman trailer, the Gentleman TV show trailer, and Upgraded, the Vince Staples show, This Is Me, Now, and Suncoast. Which rate do you want to start first with? I guess we can start with the first one we saw, which was Spaceman. All right. Spaceman, the new sci-fi movie with Adam Sandler in it. What do you think of it, Sergio? Uh, I think it's pretty obvious that it's kind of going for like a, an award or like to be like a, like it's going for, like it's pretty obvious it's going for the award, like trying to be like a very existential kind of movie. Or wait, is this a show, right? This show is a movie. movie. This is a movie. Movie, right. Sorry. We've seen a few things, so it's getting kind of confusing. But anyway, it looks actually pretty interesting. Like the whole thing with if he's going crazy or not seems to be something that's pretty interesting. Whether or not it turns out to be real or not, it's going to seem like a very interesting kind of movie. But it also seems like a very like um, kind of like for people who are like for mostly critics, because it seems like something that is going to be very deep and very like like i said existential very confusing at times it reminded me of like gravity and iss mainly because it's in space so i can't really get past that and also the fear i had when i watched this trailer for the first time i don't know why but i got really claustrophobic and freaked me out and also seeing the spider there i'm like i know this isn't real but I don't want it to be the idea that it could be real because it kind of freaks me the hell out with a talking spider with a very calm voice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I guess we're going to be flashing back to him as a back at home and also in the space station and seeing him talk to his wife and it looks like she's pregnant at one shot too in the trailer. And she is pregnant. Yeah. But then it looks like he's also on land. Oh, no, never mind. That's, that looked like a fantasy. Clearly it's going to be making you question what's real and what's not real throughout the whole movie. And I think that's kind of the point because as it said, like in the beginning of the trailer, like he's getting very lonely and he's in space for a very long time, completely isolated. So it's, it seems like a given that he would go crazy at some point. And if it, like I said before, if it does turn out to be like him going crazy or it being real, it does seem like something very interesting to see and experience. I also think it's that whole, there's a thing going around Sergio where they have comedians playing serious roles. And you can always tell they're playing something serious if they have a beard. It's always been true with, with comedy with comedians, even with Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting. Knows he's wearing a beard, and <laughs> this one he's wearing a a beard too. And yeah, after after seeing Adam Sandler in what's it called? Um, what was that movie that came out a couple years ago? The Uncut Gems. Yeah, after seeing him in Uncut Gems, it looks like he's trying to be more than just a comedian. Like comedy producer and slash actor, so they could be more serious with his roles. Like he's always been doing it, like Punch Drunk Love and like sort of serious movies throughout the decades. But now it's to make it more in his comfort zone in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited for it. Next up, we got the trailer for The Gentleman, a new series from Guy Ritchie, going on Netflix. What do you think of the trailer, Sergio? Let's see this trailer. It seems to. Uh seems to cater towards the people who are interested in more like uh the year like european uh like style of things 
because it seems to dive heavily, but it also seems to like be kind of like a crime kind of movie, like where like a, a sort of like a, those kind of movies where they talk about like a, a crime syndicate, like from their perspective. Seems like a people who would enjoy like the movies shot by the villains' uh, perspective, I guess. Um, I can't say too much about it because like it's pretty vague in what it's doing, but it's pretty obvious what themes are gonna be in it. But uh. Overall, it seems like something that would be pretty, um, like fun. Yes, I would say I'm having a hard time trying to figure out like how to pin down this, uh, this, this because it's like, like I said before, the film, the trailer doesn't really give a whole lot about the plot. It mostly gives about about like what's going to be happening in the in this. I think it looks pretty cool. I have I haven't seen a movie. I knew it came out a couple years ago, but I was always it was all like on my watch list. But I never really wanted to see it yet. But now seeing the trailer, I'm like. Huh, I can't tell if it's gonna be a prequel to the show to the movie, or if it's gonna be a, its own thing based off of the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it, and it's coming out. Let's see when it's coming out soon. Oh, okay. So it's right around the corner, Sergio. So it's coming out soon. That means either tomorrow or December fifteenth. I don't fuck. I don't know. Next, we got upgraded. Uh, going to Prime Video. What do you think of this trailer? Uh, this actually doesn't seem like a kind of movie I would watch. Uh, like it, it's pretty explicit in the um, in the trailer that it's about a, a woman trying to go up in the world, and she ends up accidentally impersonating an art gallery manager, and she has to deal with like the fact that she's caught in her own web of lies. And there's also like a like a ro- like a romance plot in it. And it seems like it could be interesting, but uh, it doesn't seem like my kind of movie. I was kind of interested at first when I saw it, but then I realized, oh my god, this is like a wannabe Devil Wars Prada. Like, what? I, have you ever seen Devil, Devil Wars Prada? I don't think so. Explain it to me. Well, it's about this new, like, I think it's like new intern. I've, I've, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember like Anne Hathaway's in it. She has a new job where she works for this bot. Her boss is like super ruthless played by Meryl Streep and she like very commanding around the office and like saying people saying don't look at her or make sure you get it right don't matter what you do and she like say like these crazy quests and like I need you to get coffee for me right now where are you I need and running to the Starbucks to go get it stuff like that basically that type of ruthless boss that everyone's fear, afraid of and so and in the fashion industry though too so I was guessing that's what the difference is between this one's like instead of it being like assistant boss sort of working together it's mainly like the assistant trying to be more independent lying our way to the top which i'm not really a big fan of like the liar reveal type story plots because it seems like they're not really different and i mean as much because they always have the same resolution same conflict same way of not nah, actually no nothing's different about this it looks the same as the other ones enough said next we got the vince staple show on netflix so you don't know about vince staple sergio no it's a famous rapper he did a song home from the spider-man to spider-verse soundtrack you don't remember that one? Uh, I have seen the Spider-Verse. I do like it. Some of the songs are great, but I don't recall it. The trail It was in the trailer for the first movie. I didn't really see the trailer for the first movie. Oh, no, uh, wait, no, I did, but I don't remember the music because I just... All I remember was What's Up Danger was in the trailer. That was not a trailer. Saw, that's the song I remember the most, so I can't... I don't remember the other songs. Well, he's a famous rapper. Let's just put it like that. And with this trailer... It looks like they're trying to do more, do more of a, like you said, Atlanta type of show where they're making it more comedic and also in reality in a way too. 
but also hyper realistic in a way towards not our reality, but it is a that's not hyper realistic. That this is exaggerated. That's what I yeah, that's one. like they relied on like a real life situations, but they exaggerated it a bit. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. So like it looks funny. I'm 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 definitely gonna give us a check a watch. How about you? I don't know because I've watched some of Atlanta with you. It didn't really capture me the way you did. Um, but um I think I might give it a watch, maybe see if it's interesting. All right. Anything else to say about it before I go to the next trailer? No. Next, we got the new Jennifer Lopez or J-Lo movie called This Is Me Now, A Love Story. That's the title. What do you think of this trailer, Sergio? Uh, the only thing that caught my interest was actually when Neil deGrasse Tyson made like voice just as like it was going to like an existential like space kind of scene. Overall, this movie seems to be more about like a artistic view on Jennifer Lopez's life so far. And that does look to be interesting, but I'm not sure if it's the kind of movie I would go see because there's a lot of like existentialism and a, like a love tri- and a love kind of what 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 is it you call it a love kind of it's not a love triangle because there's no other people, although she they do like, like say hexagon. like she might be like she might be a sex addict um, like kind of like love drama with that whole thing. And it's not really the kind of show, not really the kind of thing I like seeing all that much unless like it's important to. The, to plot and enriches the characters but i'm not really sure i think it looks pretty cool like i like you said, i like i'm like you i don't really care about the love part part of it i'm more interested in like the visuals because it looks like it's gonna be really cool like visually and the da- like dancing too and the song because you have you ever seen the movie selena sergio selena no really i, I don't think so i watched it in like high school i thought you might watch it too but like she plays the singer Selena, Selena Gomez. No, I mean I meant the singer Selena. Yeah, I don't know. There's I only know Selena Gomez. Oh my God, how old are you? I'm 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 not messing with you. I'm I'm messing with Sage. I know how old you are. But she did a really good job. She like this movie looks like it had like a huge cast in it too. In <laughs> one thing I noticed is that they have Ben Affleck in the movie, which he she used to she married at one point in her life, and he also after they at. It's funny because also Ben Affleck married two Jennifers, Jennifer Lopez and Jennifer Lopez and and Jennifer Gardner. She was Electra. What? You know Jennifer Gardner? No. Electra from Daredevil. Not the TV show, the movie. I never saw the movie. They also got Sofia Vergara from Modern Family, Kiki Palmer, Post Malone, Trevor Noah, Fat Joe, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and Jennifer Lewis. That's a pretty sad cast for this movie, though. I gotta say, I might even see it just because of them. I expected it as much. Why? It looks like this. It looks like it's very high budget, like like a very high budget. So I expected there to be like some pretty big names. Yeah, but I thought it'll be going to theaters or something. They're just going to Prime Video. Mm. Now on February sixteenth, two two days after Valentine's Day, that feel like it's a missed opportunity, though. I'm not really sure how that's a missed opportunity. There is a love plot in it, but it doesn't really seem to be focusing on that. It's more about existentialism and looking back on your life. It's, the movie is called This Is Me Now, A Love Story. Wouldn't you want the love story to come out on the day of love? I don't know. It depends on what it is that it's focusing on. Love. Yes, but it seems more like a self-love. Still love. You don't know, ever just give Valentine's Day gifts to yourself? No. You should try it, Sergio. It's pretty cool. Why? That's just basically buying myself something that I want, which I can do any time of the day. Yeah, you 
You can also buy anyone else gifts anytime. I can do that literally any day I want. It doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. Same thing for any other gift for any other person. Remind me not to have Christmas with you. God, why had to give you a gift? You could give it any other day. What? What? What are you rambling on about? Uh, Let's go to the next trailer, Sergio. What? Let's go to the next trailer. Go ahead. Next up, we got Suncoast. A movie that was that, that premiered at Sundance and is now going to Hulu with Searchlight Pictures distributing it. What do you think of this trailer, Sergio? To be honest, I think I'm more interested in this than the others because of the fact like it seems to be it was it seems like a classic coming of age story, like uh, this new girl in a new place with new people, and she tries to find herself throughout like uh, all this grief that's happening inside her family and the reconnection she tries to get with her um, with her mother. I agree with you wholeheartedly on this. I thought it looks really cool. I I like I'm starting to get more into like slice of life movies. Have you ever seen Ladybird? No, I've heard of it. I just never never seen it. It's giving me Ladybird vibes. Even with the are with the mom and daughter arguing with each other, not really sticking being on the same page with anything. And also I also like the, the this actress. She was in The Last of Us. She was Pedro Pascal's daughter at first before she nicked it. And Woody Harrelson, I also love him too. You know he's an Oscar winner? Woody Harrelson? Yeah, Oscar winner, yeah. Mm. Yeah, all I haven't his- seen too many of his movies, but I do understand uh I do I have seen like uh some of his movies, so I know he's a great I know he's a good actor. You seen Zombieland? I haven't seen too many of his movies where he would have won. You seen Zombieland, right? Yeah, I see Zombieland. Yeah, even in the second one they have they make a joke that every single one of the main actors and actresses are Oscar winners. That's the part of the marketing too, because like the all these Oscar winners are be fighting zombies. Yeah. Okay. And those are going to be really touching too. I think it'll be, but more more comedic than fun, or more comedic than sad. What do you think? I think it's supposed to be hit you in the feels. And that's what I get from like the from like the trailer. It's supposed to be like a kind of like a supposed to start like a very like a very like down part in like time, like a very like sad part, and then like built and then goes through like a, a roller coaster of emotion. And as you get to a um, somewhat better um, kind of ending, that kind of thing. Right. It looks cool though. I'm I'm getting to get to watch. It's coming out February 9th on Hulu. So keep an eye out. And now our feature presentation. All right. Let's start off with your first impressions of Superbad Sergio. What do you think about Superbad? I think it's a very like uh, comedic, like raunchy comedy about high schoolers. It's really stereotypical, more like stereotypical high schoolers, but high schoolers nonetheless. I thought this movie is one of the best comedies of all time, which I know is a really high bar, but I don't care. I think this is a really tight script from Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg and A plus performances for all the cast members in it. And it was just resonated with me in a way too, because between me and you, Sergio, we have a dynamic where sort of the same as Seth and, Seth and Evan, Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah, where mm-hmm. I'm always not really pushing you towards new things, but more like you always want to go through with something crazy that you think would be fun. And you end up convincing me to do the same just because, well, you don't want to do it by yourself. It's kind of like that dynamic where I am down to do certain stuff. However, for certain things, I need a little convincing and for certain things I just don't want to do. Right. Exactly. I more likely came up to you multiple times talking about how, oh, my God, this girl's super cool. We got to figure out what to do. I got an idea. We're going to go do this one thing. We're going to go to the 
We're going to go over here. We're going to do some some stupid things. And I, have, I don't care. You think it sounds stupid, but no, it makes perfect sense in my mind. And if you just listen to what my mind has to say, it all makes sense. Okay. Yes. <laughs> exactly how the their conversations go. Yeah. And what do you think about Jonah Hill's character in the movie? Uh, to be honest, it feels like he goes uh, a sort of like realization throughout the throughout the film, like how much his uh, friendship with Evan means to him, and also of what kind of person he wants to be. Because like throughout the fil- throughout the film, he gets very upset with a lot of things that are happening around him that are out of his control, and sometimes he takes it out on the people around. But then by the end of the movie, he goes to a realization, saying like, despite everything that's happening, despite how mad he is, he cares about his. Friend friend more than anything and he goes out of his way to try and help to try and to rescue his friend when the cops actually come to his uh come to the party at the party at the house and he tries to get them out there before they notice i thought it was small but really big nice arc with him too because we realized later in the movie that he already knew about the housing papers with evan and fogel living together in at dartmouth and throughout the movie it's a looming thread of the thought that they're gonna be separated and everyone around them is like oh my god are they gonna be able to live together without without each other what's gonna happen but then every time seth has has interject and say why is everyone so yeah, worried, about yeah, stop worrying about it because we're gonna be fine even if we don't have to be around each other every single second of the day yes because usually are in a pair seth and evan and sometimes fogel <laughs> And speaking of which, let's segue and talk about Fogel. What do you think about him, Sergio? Uh, his character is strange. He uh, like uh, he's trying his best to do something, but I'm not exactly sure what it is. His goal is the same as the other characters, like to get to this party, get drunk, get a girl. And how do I put? I don't know how to really sum up his character and how to like define him. Mostly because like his character is just the same, but as at the beginning of the of the movie, and then he just gets caught up in these like crazy uh, side adventures, like the when he went with the cops. I will say he's a nerd of the group. Like yeah, they, both of them might Seth and Evan might be smart, but Fogel feel like he is full on geek of the group, and so then we see him as this nerd. I'm not sure about I'm not sure about that because there's nothing really showing like how smart they are. It just shows them being regular teenagers that trying to do uh, certain things in certain situations and it I'm not sure if it's saying the stuff they do is technically smart. But when he gets his ID, he they ask him why didn't put you under why didn't you just say you're 21? And he says, "How many 21s do you 21s do you think there are living in this town?" There's over 100 people to go, 100 teenagers go in there with fake IDs that are all say they're 21. Yes, but there's no proof of that. But it's called strategy. What strategy? What do you mean what strategy? He's saying he's 25, so it won't, this could be more realistic. But he doesn't look anywhere near 25. Yeah, funny enough, he was actually the youngest actor on set. He was actually underage throughout the whole movie. So where's the strategy if he looks underage? The strategy is he has to act over it, like act like he's old enough. He doesn't. He acts nervous the entire Not time. Intentionally, when he gets to when he goes to get the alcohol, he is like, "I love this stuff. Been drinking it for years." I heard it got add a little more hops to it, trying to make it more casual. What? You don't remember that? No. Yeah, it was literally before he got punched in the face. I do not remember. He's not trying to be paranoid either. Like he just is. He's a nerd. Wouldn't you be scared if you're trying to pass off of alcohol and you think you're gonna go to jail if you get it wrong? Yeah, but and why didn't he wait? If it was all about strategy, why didn't he think of a first name? It was either between that or Muhammad. But yes. Muhammad, Muhammad has is one it of was about used between Mikhailovin and Muhammad, but that's just a last name. Well, because why didn't he think about a first name? 
Are you asking me why the writers wanted to make? Yes, because you're saying this. He did this all based on strategy. Because like there's not as many twenty one people, twenty one people, but there he could pass for twenty five. So then, why didn't he think of a first name? That is his first name. His only name. No, I said it's his last name. He said technically, I don't have a first name. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know everything. Well, that proves my point. They're saying like these guys are not that smart, and it seems like Fogo is just a geek, but he's not really smart. There's nothing proving that they are smart. They're just average teenagers trying to get to a party by buying and buying alcohol, and then getting caught up in this wacky adventure of trying to get these alcohol back to the party. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. But since we're leading on with McLovin, after he gets punched in the face, he comes across these two cops that, that interview him, asking him what happens, what happened with the punch, and why his name is really just McLovin. And what do you think of the cops, Sergio? Honestly, I like the characters a lot more than the main characters, mostly because of like how I find them more funny than the actual characters, because like it just seems like they're just being wacky just for the sake of being wacky. There's no drama. There's no like undertone of like a different meaning to it. It's just like them, their buddies and they're like they're like really they're just like having really funny. There's uh, hints of their backstory and like stuff about the character that they say throughout the conversations as they are riding around with Fogel. But overall, they seem like a very like uh, refreshing, like comedic element to the story as like we go through with the uh, uh, Seth and Evans, like a whole drama of trying to get the booze and talking about their future in the college and how they struggle with it. I love the cops because both of the actors for him, Seth Rogen and Bill Hader. They just bring a, not really a source of levity into this movie, but like comfort in a way. You know what I mean? No. I don't know. Because like, when you first see the cops, you think that they're going to be a threat or like a opposing force for the movie. Like they're going to stop them from getting alcohol that's, or get, take them to jail. I mean, that's what the first thing that Seth and Evan see when they look back, when they come back from looking at their class roommate with big hooters trying to find them. When they come back to see them, they think like, oh, we're done. It's, it's fucked over. We've been fucked over since Jump Street. And once you see them, they start like talking about like, not, they seem stupid. Incompetent. Yeah, exactly. Incompetent. <laughs> Literally just drawing an M&M. But with this movie also, they're just really funny. Even their background, like, I feel like the, they should have their own spinoff. And I'm not really sure if that would work too much. I think more like a short of them would work better because I'm not sure how you can do like a story based off these uh, two people unless you're going to make something similar to like, uh, I don't know, Always Sunny in, Always Sunny in Philadelphia or, um, or like a new girl where they just are like being a bunch of idiots just all the time. I honestly thought we would've, you would have gone like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine route with that. I guess so, but there's nothing really saying that they're good at their job. In Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they are good at their job. Sometimes, even though they do act like a couple of wacky at times, but they are good at their job. Yeah, but I was still, I also want to see them. I also want to see them in a, like in another movie or like, like in a cinematic universe where they're all in every one of the movies. I know it's impossible. Mostly because I don't think the director has done that, has he? No, Greg Matola, he did like a couple movies, but he mainly did, he did like a couple of episodes of Dave. Those two, I feel like they actually just had fun on set when they were doing it. Like I think everyone on the, on the film set had fun. You could tell if there was a lot of improvising in the movie. You could definitely tell. I believe that's what makes any comedy fun when they're just able to act, just improvise, and everyone just gets a laugh out of whatever they're doing, despite what's happening. Not always. Sometimes you not you need a good director or someone to tell you when to cut or when to stop. Because it might just be improvising until someone just says stop and everyone's too busy being quiet or laughing their ass off. And that's when you need a good director to say, that's Okay, that's good. We'll stop it there. Because a lot of bad comedies will just have will just rely on the talent to be funny enough for it to stand up a, a bad script. But this movie knows it has a good script, 
and good people to where you can improvise in, in the confines of that script. It relies on the talent to actually convey the characters and the situation that's happening while the director puts it in the right direction. Yes, exactly. And that's why I think this also stands out from the, re- from the other bad improv movies where this one could stay, still stay reign superior. I want to talk, actually, I want to talk about the, the, the theme of the movie. Like, not really the theme, but like vibe of the movie. Because throughout the movie, you get... I'm sorry? The tone? Yeah, the tone. That's what I meant. The tone of the movie. Because they starts off with the Columbia logo and opening opening credits with the 70s-esque background with 70s music playing, playing Too Hot to Stop. And throughout the movie, we also have a bunch of 70s music playing, which makes me think that this movie, yes, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg directed it. I mean, no, they wrote it. But I feel like they, they based it off of their experiences with, together. Because even the main characters are named Seth and Evan. And knowing how old they are now, they might have grew up in the 70s. How old are they, actually? You know what? Let me check. Seth Rogen is born in 82. Okay. I guess to get started might be a cool time period to set it in. Or not set it in, but to base it off of, but put it in modern times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's not really that many pop culture. There's not really that many references to modern day in the movie. Like, yeah, you'll have someone playing a PS2 or someone talking about MySpace or have a flip phone, but it's just only if they have to or like a one-off joke. And even with their clothes to where you see Seth Rogen, not really, shit. you see Jonah Hill wearing a Richard Pryor shirt or Evan wearing a Monty Python Holy Grail shirt and McLovin's clothing when he, he call him out looking like he's Pinocchio or Aladdin, but he might look like someone from the 70s. It's funny enough, we are, this is our second movie where we talk about the 70s a lot. I mean, usually you talk, you talk about movies about that time period a lot, mostly because like you seem to like those times. Now let's talk about Michael Sarah. I don't know why we were saying it for last, but sure, let's, let's go for Michael Sarah. Um, Evan, what do you think about Evan, Sergio? Uh, to be honest, he's much more relatable to me, even though like a lot of the situations in this <laughs> in this uh, movie are not something I ever thought about or even tried to do. It just seems like he seems like the typical, typical like kind of teenager that just is just like uh, going with everything and not really doing much, like very passive in his role where he's going along with everybody else. And while he has his own goal, he's not really doing much besides just going along with what everyone else is doing. Because he's sort of he's not selfish like Seth, Seth is sometimes, but he is sort of like if this era, there is a chance, I hope that. There is a way for me to do it because it's for like it's not really the only way, but it is fastest way for it to happen. Mm-hmm. So, and also I feel like he also doesn't want to be alone either. So he's like, yeah, I'll I'll go with you. Yeah, we'll do it. Sure. I I like I like Devin in this too, like because he reminds me of you too. So I'm telling you, like, I just relate to this movie a lot more than most people, mainly because our experiences around this time period too. Not time period, but like when I, at this age, I used to go to a lot of part like. Not really a lot of parties, but I used to go like parties like this where I don't know where to do when people start dancing and like, oh yeah, okay, I'm gonna start dancing, yeah, and not really knowing what to do when uh, anything happens to me. I, like, I'm gonna give you a scenario of what happens. I didn't say this happened. I'm saying hypothetically, but this is an example. Let's say this guy. Let's call him Chase. He goes to this party. It's like a couple years ago. A girl starts twerking on him, twerking on him, and he doesn't know what to do because where in his life would he have learned how to? what to do when a girl twerks on him. So then someone's like, grab her, grab her. And like, okay, yeah. Grab her by the waist. Then out of nowhere, he's, turns out he's in the middle of the whole dance area. And 
everyone's looking at him like, what's he doing? And there's one guy in the background saying, this don't know what he's doing. And then they start laughing and the girl looks back at him and he's like, nah. And then walks away. Poor Chase. Yeah, I, I feel bad for him. But he's doing good now. I heard he has a, has a girlfriend. Anyway, so t- let's finish this off, Sergio, with Super Bad. If you could rate it, rate it out of five, what would he rate it? Uh, let's see. Probably like uh, in between a three and four. Because like I said before, the raunchy humor is something I, I don't really like all that much. Although the although it does have good jokes and I do enjoy like a lot of this, a lot of the situations that's happening in there. It's very funny. But then again, it's like very raunchy and very like weird kind of uh, humor that I'm not used to because well at least I've never seen this kind of uh, humor in this way it is like very it is like very good for what it is and I do think it's like a really good comedy which uh, some other comedies could probably take it take inspiration from as like as in the way it tells the story and also lets the humor work with the story instead of like just being some random shit that happens in the back in the background but uh overall yeah uh, somewhere between like a three or four I gave this movie a five out of five because there's nothing else. There's, a, you know, movies good when there's movies that that come after you that try taking on that style. Like a after this point. came out, you know what? I take it back. I can't really find movies that are specifically like replicas of this. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think anyone has made a replica of this. The only thing I can think of that would probably be a, possibly a replica of this would be like Bottoms. Yeah, you know that's it. That's what I was thinking of. Bottoms and Booksmart. Have you ever seen Booksmart? No. It's sort of the same thing where it takes place right before graduation happens, and it's two girls that are trying to go to a party and be unlike because at the whole year they've always been like the good girls, but this for one night they end up trying to go to parties and going crazy right before. And one of them has a crush on a girl. The other one. I think it's Jonah Hill's sister actually plays one of the actresses in it, the main actress in it. So like, but that movie I, I personally love, but I know some people that don't like it and bottoms. Yeah. Right now I feel about bottoms. Bottoms a five out of five movie. That movie, like, it's sort of not really in the same vein, but it's sort of the best way I can describe bottoms. It, is, goes, overboard, it goes overboard with the ridiculousness of the situation. Yeah, it's the best like it way. goes like uh, it goes like way harder than this, mostly because of like uh, everyone, almost everyone in there acts like an idiot, except for like the main the main group of characters. Oh yeah, and it just feels like it's taking itself less seriously than Superbad, which is not taking itself seriously really at all. It's like a few scenes, but not really as much as Bottom. Yeah, the best way to describe Bottoms to anyone listening is it's a lesbian high school fight club best words to describe it and that might either get you interested saying oh my god you should i should probably watch this movie or you'd be saying what the hell is this this sounds stupid if you if you think it's stupid but you don't mind that give it a watch please give it as much attention as you can i can't stress enough how much this movie is amazing and if you like football marshall lynch is in it i don't know about much about football to say that's a big job but i know who he is i don't even watch football don't you know him because he's an actor I know because he's in Bottoms and also in episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. But how is he a big? How do you even know? How would you even know he was a big in football? I don't think so. Well, because that name and the name sounds familiar, and also in Brooklyn Nine Nine, they mention he's a football player. Um, <laughs> he plays himself. But yeah, Bottoms, please get a watch. It's on Prime Video as of right now. Even if it's not on there, rent it, please. Buy it, rent it, bop it, twist it, smash it, pull it, do all the things. Anyway, so. You gave it a three out of five or four out of five because we're sort of in between. 
Yeah, that's the thing. I can't figure it out because, like, like I said before, the raunchy humor is something I'm not a big fan of. But the it is a very funny movie, and there are some scenes that I do find like just like just the best. Like, uh, like some scenes with the cops. Sometimes, sometimes just like in between Seth and Seth and Evan is just funny. So I guess it would probably be maybe like a. You have to choose uh, three or four. Three point nine, I suppose. Oh my god! Just say four. Just say four. All right, then four. Yeah, because three point nine. If you estimate, that's four. So yeah, we got our final results for Sergio: four out of five. For Chance: five out of five. All right, Sergio. Well, thank you for having me on today's. Why do I keep on messing this up? All right, then. Well, thank you for having me on today. Hey everyone, thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe to our channel and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, X, and TikTok at Brick Wall Cinema. Have a cinematic day.